What's up, guys? It's your favorite neighborhood banana. I'm in the the sewers. I've, now I'm back at my house in the sunny state of Philadelphia. Just kidding. I lied to everyone. I don't live in Philadelphia. But today I have two special guests. <laughs> I have... I'll let them introduce themselves. Welcome to the show, guys. Kristen and Jacob. Oh, no. We're introducing ourselves. I should have prepared this. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm... <laughs> Let's start with Kristen. Yeah, I'm Kristen. Yeah, I'm Kristen. I am. Oh gosh, I'm a lot of things. I'm a person. I'm a human being. I'm an artist. Let's. I guess I'm an artist and a storyteller. That's the easiest way to sum up everything. I've done a lot of artistic uh, pursuits. I started uh, doing musical theater when I was little, and then in college I studied opera. Um, I studied opera for about ten years, and now I'm writing a book with Jacob. So, and we play lots of D and D. We play lots of video games. So that's that's. And I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Wow. That's me in a nutshell. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jacob? That was a very artist answer. I'm a human. Yeah. <laughs> me equal human. <laughs> I'm Jacob. I feel like I had a lot of intro given by Kristen. I also <laughs> play D&D, like she said, and play video games, as she mentioned. So those are... Probably my two major hobbies. And then I am in finance, working in the banking sector for the last six years or so. Okay. So would you say your career trajectory for both of you is just going up still? Oh, definitely. It's very yeah. upward. It's all, it's all, it'll always be upward. You know, even if I hit my current goals that are... Oh, I have goals out to 2040, and then at that point I'll go, okay, well, what is the next goal? So it'll always be upward. Okay. Well, you, you say that, but then now you're here. So it's... this is part of the upward trend. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is great. Ah, upward, right. twirling, offshoots. There's a lot of different trajectories <laughs> that are thrown out. Yeah, yeah. You guys play D and I will admit I've never played D and D, though I do have friends who who play it. So yeah, you try to sell me on it. Well, why have you never played? I guess I don't have like the friends that do play. I don't really talk to them, and the friends I I have they don't play D and D. So it's like pretty much the people I surround myself with. Even though I myself am really geeky and nerdy, I've just like never really gotten into D and D though. I don't know why. Okay. Like, <laughs> Jacob is like a hardcore 3.5 D&D guy. And it, like for, for him, 5th edition feels overly simplistic. For me, I love that it focuses more on the storytelling than all of the statistics. So it's all of the numbers. I'm not a number person. Jacob's the numbers person. <laughs> um, but if you're curious about it, just ask your D&D friends. Um, to, I don't know, whip up a character for you and you can guest at their table and just kind of feel it out for yourself. Um, what I love about D&D is it's not like video games in that, like, there's no coding. There's no supposed tos. You can go in there and do whatever you want. And then the DM is going to tell you, like, how those repercussions, like, how, how you're going to affect the world um, with your decisions. But you, like, there's no, there's no invisible wall. And there's no scripting, and or at least not for the good games, anyway. 
Okay. My saw would be that currently with your costume, if you chose to, you could work out a way to play as an awakened banana. A sentient banana that is probably being pursued by gorillas. <laughs> if, that, if that was in the interest, that could be a storyline to, to run with. I could be it's a banana. What story? Yeah. What story do you want to run, and how do you want to take part of that story? Okay. Because that's what the game boils down to. It's storytelling. Okay, so you are a dungeon master, Jake. Yes. So you you sense. control the story, <laughs> or do you like guide them, or how does it work? There are six of them, so controlling the story isn't quite right because I can't choose what they do. I have to juke and jive as they make their choices and try to bring it all together in a way that is both entertaining and makes sense. If you know that most games take place in a medieval setting, so if they are you know on horseback traveling down a road and suddenly they're in space, something went wrong. Probably, but that can work in some games. You know, they have a lot of different settings. Spelljammer is one that has more of a uh, sci-fi space theme to it. So there's because of how expansive the game has become, there are a lot of different ways to pursue the game in, in an enjoyable way for different players. Okay, cool. So it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. I like it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a type of player called the murder hobo. They don't, <laughs> they don't have per- permanent homes, right? So that's the hobo part. And then they more or less kill whoever they want, you know, NPCs, the, the non-player characters, whoever and whenever they want, and with no regard for morality or repercussions. Mm, okay. Okay. And then on the other end of the spectrum, the, the more the extreme side would be the, the heroic uh, goody two shoes character that is in it not for money or for glory but because it's the right sort of thing to do and so the, those two player extremes you can meet you know anywhere along that line and in other dimensions as well because the players are in a certain fashion actors themselves and some some of players the as an actor all they're really doing is acting as themselves the person but others take a more exploratory aim towards the game and try to explore different things that aren't part of their personality already or something that they've experienced so you might have someone that's typically outgoing that wants to play uh, you know wants to act as someone who's more reserved or stoic so it's a it's an interesting game because you have such a wide variety of ways to approach it. Gotcha. So I guess my next question is, do you guys want to play D and D sometime? (laughs) (laughs) We could have him as a guest. That would be up to Jacob. That's his call. (laughs) Not to put you on the spot, you know, I I wouldn't mind having a guest. We've had guests before. That's not an issue. That's yeah. Definitely something we could uh, talk about and figure out a way. A time we run our game at, at two p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sundays, hmm. so that would be the, the the time you'd have to be available for typically three hours. Okay, and yeah, 
And we stream it too, so you can share it with your streamers, with your audience. We don't use cameras. Our current group doesn't. One person is located in Alaska, and their internet connection is not the best. <laughs> Fear that trying to stream with video would collapse the whole, the whole thing. The infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, we have enough trouble as it is. Okay. The game is ran through a website application, so there's multiple connections that have to be, or just the two, I suppose, that have to be established and maintained. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Forge takes up a lot of bandwidth. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so the games are online? Hmm? Gotcha. It's the games that, are, that I'm running is online because, again, people located from Alaska through Illinois, so it's hard to do weekly meetups. Yeah. I just, I just can't imagine anyone living in Alaska, but I'll take your word for it. Right? Right? We keep trying to get him to move down to California. Well, hmm, interesting. Yeah, you guys, okay, Alaska, California, I'm all the way on the East Coast, so that'd be interesting. I was curious. Yeah, yeah. 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 Guess what state? North Carolina. This is Florida. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're close enough, close enough, you know, so. <laughs> I, I made a surprisingly number, a surprising number of friends in North Carolina just through online gaming. And I don't know how, but like three of the people that are in, that I used to play Destiny 2 with, they're just like, all three of them just in the Carolinas. And I'm like, how does this happen? Why? <laughs> what mm. What is it? Okay, let, I, you, okay, let's talk about something both you guys can talk about. Let's. You guys are writing a book, a fantasy book. Tell me more about Based that. Based on D&D, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I could talk about D&D too, but, uh, and I guess I'll start there, actually, because the book started as, um, we started this campaign a few months before the pandemic hit, and then it kind of stopped, and then I was like, wait, but I'm really getting into this character. I want to keep playing her, and so Jacob was like, okay, and so... <laughs> So it went, we found other players and we started that like kind of second Second part of the first campaign um, in like March, 2020. So right when everybody was getting lockdowns and stuff um, for the pandemic. And so one of my favorite things about being an actor is really digging into the character and fleshing them out, figuring out all of their motivations. Why do they do, why did they behave the way that they do? And just kind of, exploring all of that. So I went crazy um, and kind of meme worthy. Lots of memes have come my way and I wrote my character's backstory and then got really interested in how her parents met because she's a half elf. Um, And uh, that's how it started. So that's what our first set of books are on is how my character's parents met. So the first trilogy is a love story, but it's all kind of leading up to the second trilogy, which will probably focus around my character. But thankfully, Jacob in the game is very good about it's it's such an ensemble piece. And I'm actually really looking forward to um, making the second trilogy more of an ensemble piece, kind of like the Dragonlance Chronicles, uh, which are another set of books that were set in the D&D universe. Um, and they're amazing. They were such a helpful um, <clears throat> example to read, um, both for their adherence to some of the D&D structure, but then also their departures and some of the rules that they would tweak for their specific world. 
Um, also written by two authors. Also written by two authors, yes, which was, yes, which was good to see. Um, so yeah, that's what the first first books books are about, because at first we were thinking it was going to be one book, and then Jacob took a look at the word count, because he's the numbers guy, and he was like, we have three books here. I was like, okay. So the first book of the trilogy now will have more expansion than the other two. Um, and the first one is about, it's kind of a revenge story, actually. Um, one of the characters kind of goes crazy and goes after a, a monster alone when she really shouldn't. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of leave it there because the impetus for that is, is a little spoilery, but. Okay. So like, is it out? It's not. No, we're still working on it. And there's, you know, things that we need to edit, uh, choices we've made over time that need to have revisions throughout yeah. and just trimming it up and making sure that it's consistent because there are two of us. There's going to be some differences in how we relay things and bringing that together is part of the challenge, but it's also an interesting collaborative piece that we get to work on together. You guys are like yin and yang because you, you guys, okay, so <laughs> you guys are kind of like what I'm gathering from seeing both of you and your personalities. You guys are like polar opposites of each other. It's it's <laughs> like Jake is, is, well, Jake is Jake, you know, he's like, he's, he seems, you right. seem more quiet. You seem more, but you seem like a, a teacher in your past life. I don't know why. Um, Kristen is like outspoken and into singing and all that, right? So I'm just like, this is an interesting dynamic. And how did this, you know, how was, did this come together? You know? Well, I mean, Jacob and I have been friends since high school. Um, when I was a lot more, at least around other people, a lot more quiet and reserved. And um, just to get into like, like brief mental health, like I was dealing with a lot of depression, but undiagnosed. And so I, I, I was like, I was very quiet as well. And I actually, among the performers and the opera singers, I am the quiet one. That's kind of like sitting in the corner, not talking to anybody. Um, I've just gotten a, I guess I've just practiced um, and gotten a lot more comfortable with meeting new people. Um, just kind of, I don't know. I, I, it's so funny because I identify as a quiet person. No, no, yeah, yeah. I, me too. At the same time, I, I can't even like front. No. I am quiet. I'm reserved. Camera's off. You're not. You're. I'm not going to talk into anyone. So, it was a mutual, very outgoing friend that introduced us to each other. And that's true. Since yeah. high school, I was pretty much on my way out of high school. Oh so. yes, yeah. Right. So I was starting high school. We went to different schools, different districts, really different cities, but this because of that mutual friend. That's how uh, the, the sort of core group of people that we grew up with came together in our, well, grew up with in high school, so later, later teen years. Hmm. Okay. And how long have you been friends for? Let's see, I was 14. What about, she I'm 30, 32 now. <laughs> What's 32 minus 14? 18. There you go. 18 years. Thank you. It was like, oh no, I have to do like wow. carry the four. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, if it means anything, 
that's three years away from my age. So you <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. Our friendship is Crazy. almost as old as you are. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's true friendship. I what's the, what's that like? That that must be nice, right? Cool. It's um it is, but it's also very challenging. Like, especially now that we've we've come together to do, you know, the book. Um but even then, like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm one of those people that is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> and I kind of just bother my friends until they tell me. Um, because I guess growing up for me, that's what I always wanted someone to do for me. And so I didn't ask them if that's what they wanted me to do, but that's what I did. And so now I have these friendships that people are like, how did you do this? But it's also challenging. It's, it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of communication and willingness to be wrong <laughs> and swallowing your pride yeah i'm very introspective so i yeah. don't know that there is a problem <laughs> are you self-aware no not not typically no okay. he's more I think, he's, I think he's more self-aware than he thinks he is but which just goes to show you that i'm not because clearly if i'm more self-aware than i think i am i'm that self-awareness. No, wait, what? Quite deep enough. I don't know. <laughs> Where do we go from here? So. Oh, I wanted. I had a quick note about the book actually because it's okay. not published yet. We're gonna self-publish it, um, yeah. and it's not ready to be published yet. But we are releasing our first draft chapters for free on our websites because we want the readers to tell us, like, hey, what do you like? What do you don't like? Yes. What do you, what do you not moral? like? Uh, what, what do you, do you work? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're releasing the chapters for free um, on our on our website, on our Patreon, and then we're we're also going to release our chapters on Wattpad um, and just just see, yeah, like what what are the readers like? Well, okay, so who are you like trying to get to read it? Like teens or like people, no, other it's, adults who like fantasy? It's it, this first trilogy and probably the second one as well will be for adults. Um, it's not a young adult novel. Um, mostly because apparently young adult novels have to be about like 16 year olds and our characters just aren't that young yet. We have, I was brainstorming some ideas last night um, about, about what like the young adult novels that we could do in this setting and in this world. But these first two trilogies will be, for adult fantasy and not adult as in like, uh, how do I say this? <laughs> it's, 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 it's not, um, it's not, I don't know how to say this. Jacob, help me. <laughs> it's not through the back curtain of a movie store, adult fantasy. It's, okay. It's not, yeah. It's aimed <laughs> towards people who have hit the age of majority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So really, okay. people yeah. like us, you know, people that people love D and D. Go ahead. People who are at least as old as our friendship. Okay. <laughs> yeah, at least eighteen. You have to be at least eighteen or older. Okay. Cool. I mean, so that's the target audience. That's who we're writing for. But that doesn't mean that younger readers won't read it because I definitely read books that were geared towards adults when I was like sixteen, seventeen. I've been reading high fantasy. Now she's talking about the other adult type. No, I'm not. Stop it. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hate, sometimes I hate how language has evolved. Sometimes. <laughs> just yeah. Like, 
This is about 70% of our conversations. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and, and same, I always read whatever I felt was interesting at the time, no matter what age I was. I, was, I read you know, Robert Heinlein books when I was 12, 13, or things like you know, Glory Road, or uh, I, watched, I read Heroes Die, which isn't Heinlein, but it's another of that sort of same vein, that it's not geared towards teen, young teens or young adults. But then, you know, even at 13, I still read Harry Potter. So right. we're aiming at people that are interested in the, the genre, people that play D&D because they'll see a lot of similarities in the things that make D&D unique and interesting, as well as our take on what this sort of setting could be because we depart from, you know, we don't adhere to those rules, as Kristen mentioned. We decided early on not to try for a D&D-based setting and make it more our thing. Because if it's just another D&D setting, then there's plenty of those out there. <laughs> want to make something that is both important to us as well as tells a story that others can identify with. Mm-hmm. So that's how you're different. That's, that's good. You've yeah, nailed you that. Know, fighting monsters. Everyone does that, right? In their spare time. Right. It's like a Sunday <laughs> night extravagant. You go out and find the weirdest looking thing that you can and you poke it with a stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all do that here, don't we? We, we right. pretty much, right, yeah. on the weekends. Yeah. I mean, Florida, you have some interesting <laughs> monsters that you can poke with sticks. I, yeah. Florida man. Ooh. Yeah. Jacob Florida has man. it on his t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Murder. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. We I was, have a bunch I was of those. Looking looking to see how to flip my camera, but I gave up quickly. Can't give up. Not in life. You should never <laughs> give up. Okay? You know, you're 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 living life, okay? But you should never give up because there's always success. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Do you see? Do you understand? Alright, so I'll I'll construct an elaborate mirror system. And- <laughs> If I can reflect it properly, I'm sure there's some setting. I just, it was a couple of minutes before we were starting. I didn't want to just hone in on, on whether or not I can deal with the camera at this time. It's a temporary give up. I'll you, I say that. Look okay, into that okay. Let's, let's talk about temporary give ups. Is that, this, that's technically giving up, even if temporarily, but wouldn't you call that also a break? Aren't breaks technically temporary give-ups? Or, or am I reading too deep uh, into this? No, I mean, you can, it, it really just depends on the words that you want to use and I your did, intention behind them. I did temporarily stop walking when I broke my ankle. <laughs> That's just a long break. Right. You know, it, it was a pretty short break, but it was vicious. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, yeah, got yeah, hit, yeah. I got hit by a bicycle. Oh, gosh. Sucks. That yeah. sucks, dude. Oh my god, luck is just not on your side. I, that's all. No, well, I was <laughs> seven at the time, so oh. I my you were friend a ran then. home. Uh, kind of. Well, I came around a corner. I was racing my friend home from school, and I came around a corner, and there were two cyclists, and I happened to be the one that was struck by the bicycle. My friend continued running, <laughs> and got my dad, who came in. 
picked me up. It was a couple blocks from the from the home too, so they he had to carry me for quite a quite a ways. But of course, but, I was seven, so. But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So oh, I've, I've been ran since you were seven. <laughs> now you are thirty At something. Least Eighteen years old. <laughs> I'm gonna thirty-four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right on. So it. What have you learned from that encounter? You've learned that, okay. Oh, you, you gotta check your corners. That's important when you're playing first-person shooters. Check corners. Yeah. Make sure, you know, if I didn't have my friend with me, who would have got my dad? So I always have a buddy. Right, right. Co-op style. Never go solo. Yes. I learned how to climb a tree with a cast on my leg. That was fun. It's a, I mean, but isn't that where... As a banana, you want to hang out in a tree. <laughs> Do I want to hang out with people in a in a tree? Yeah, typically. I All mean, the bananas. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Oh, I learned. I learned not to pull the IV out of my hand or the the wrist area in the hospital. That's important not to do when you're in in hospital for any reason. Anyway, so next my, topic. Was... Uh, let's talk about. <laughs> you guys like Star Wars? I love Star Wars. I will let Jacob speak for himself. I do like Star Wars. There was a very good era in the 70s, right up until the uh, Return of the Jedi, and then it stopped being so great. It took a real hard nosedive. Oh. No, I, I like the old movies. I'm not as big of a fan of the new, newest ones, whether okay. that be prequel or sequels, or even some of the more in between, movies, like Rogue One or the series that they've been releasing on Disney Plus. Disney will want nothing to do with me. I'm sure if they ever, if, when this airs, they'll look at this. <laughs> Got to put a hit on that guy. That's not a true accusation. Uh, for legal purposes, I don't believe they put hits on anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I love Star Wars. I was nine when the prequels started releasing, and so I just jumped right in. I loved the characters. I loved the stories. I look, I watch them now, and I'm like, well, these are clearly problematic. There's a lot of writing issues here, um, but I still love them. Um, the sequels for me, I liked seven and eight, um, and then nine it. Again, it came. It kind of comes down to I'm a storyteller, and I think more and more, especially now that we're writing the book, I see the people that are not willing to do harder work and make sure that the story is good and make sure that the story is sound, and kind of challenge themselves and be like, "Wait, do we need to?" You know, and and I know I you know I've never made a movie that big, and so I get that there are deadlines and stuff. But when you're fucking Disney. And you have all that money, like you can pay for the best people to write your stories and do it well. And when they don't, with something that I love as much as Star Wars, that starts to really piss me off. So I'm not super happy with Disney either. Um, one of the first things they did was give my best, my childhood best friend the axe. Um, and by that, I mean, I read a lot of Star, Star Wars books when I was little. Um, and I was not very sociable and, um, 
I was scared to make friends and I didn't think people would like me. And so I just kind of hung out with the characters in the books. And so I grew up, you know, reading about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Jaina and Jason Solo, who are, who were Han and Leia's kids, but are no longer because the first thing that Disney did when they bought Star Wars was completely axe all of the expanded universe, all of the lore. It was just gone. Um, to the outrage of most of the fandom, and some of the fans are still extremely angry about that, especially after how poorly they handled the sequels, particularly nine. Um, so it's just, it's kind of a hot mess right now. Obi-Wan is one of my top three favorite characters in the series, and then they just released the Obi-Wan show, and it was hot garbage. Just hot garbage. And again, I think it's because, you know, Jacob helps me think more critically. I'm much better, not better, sorry. It's much easier for me to just suspend my disbelief and just get into a story and watch it and not be critical, except when Jacob's sitting right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think, and it was just, it, do you think that Star Wars now, they're, they don't give a shit about the old fans? They're really just, trying to market toward the newer ones? No, I don't. And one of the examples that I have for that is The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian was relatively recently released, and that is a show that pretty much the entire fandom agrees is amazing. So there are creators that are, are working in the Star Wars universe that can do it well. They understand what good Star Wars is. Um... And then um, I really, I kind of just wish Disney would give Star Wars to them um, yeah. because th they get it. The Dave Filoni has been doing, Jake, I don't think Jacob has watched these or is, is particularly into them, but Dave Filoni did Clone Wars. He did um, Rebels. Rebels isn't as good. I think it suffered from some of the network expectations that it aired on. Um, but uh, Dave Filoni understands the the deeper lore and will sneak that in any chance he gets. And I pretty much flip my shit every time I, I catch one and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it's back, you know, Beskar, but the, the Beskar, which is the armor, the metal, the metal from which Mandalorian's armor is made. Um, that was, that was something in the expanded universe that they brought back for the show. Um, uh, lore about the force, um, the light and the dark and how older, force practitioners interpreted those things before the Jedi order was like, this is how things are done. That kind of stuff. Disney, probably from an executive perspective is thinking, well, it's star Wars. Who's not going to go and watch it and give us money for it. So the standards don't have to be there. I think in some ways it's similar to Marvel now as well, which of course, since that's now under Disney, I guess that kind of tracks that, just sort of put something out there, people will watch it, and even if they dislike it, it's still good for Disney because when they put out a movie, people will go and buy the tickets and go and flood the theaters and money will continue to go in because they've got such a conglomeration of all these IPs and that had strong followings before that they just sort of coast on that now. Well... <sighs> It sucks that Star Wars is shit now, but I grew up with <laughs> I wouldn't say it's shit. There is some good stuff still being out there, it particularly, so one of my favorite characters is, his name is Thrawn, 
Um, and that's he's only in the books right now. Oh no, he got he got some airtime in Rebels in one of the animated shows, and we're pretty sure he's going to show up in the Ahsoka show. Um, though there, I don't think there are any rumors about that. I'm not sure. I'm not on the internet really. Um, but it's it's not it's not all shit. It just a lot of it is now, and okay. you just kind of have to parse it. Like the Mandalorian, go watch Mandalorian season one and two. Do not watch Book of Boba. And then watch Mandalorian season three. It'll be great. <laughs> okay. So it seems like, okay, there's, there's just so much shit. You have to, you have to find, you have to swim you in like the shit to find, <laughs> yeah, you have to wade through it to find something that's, that's decent. That's great. And, and there you have Mandalorian. It's great. Kind of. And yeah. it, it, follow Dave Filoni. Just, they, just follow Dave Filoni, whatever he makes, watch it. They, they present this, it's a plate. It's a platter that they give you, and on it is this mound. It's this long brown shape, and you're like, is that a candy bar, or are you trying to trick me again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> just have to find out. The only way you can find out is just, you have to taste it. And Right. Oh, yeah. God. This is the worst analogy ever, but it's also so true. Right, and yep. it's even worse when it's like a mixture, because your first bite, you're like, oh, sweet, candy. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this, and then, oh, no. Yeah. The second bite is bad. Yeah. It's like someone, yeah, someone just left some, some, some weird stuff in there, you know, like something that shouldn't oh. be there. Doo doo, you know, it's like, oh God, oh boy. Here we go again. What? Okay. So I guess we're, we're divided because I grew up with the prequels. Jake, you said you don't, you considered the prequels newer. Star Wars movies, which I thought was like <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, that's like that's like almost that's more than a decade ago. But I don't know, time is relative. So, well, yeah, newer to the because I watched the original trilogy before any of the new the new movies. the The prequels came out. They came out when I was alive. Yeah, right. They came out when I was a kid, and the original trilogy came out before that. So. Yeah. For me, it was grow up, watch these movies, and then, oh, they're making another one. The Phantom Menace is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. That's a, that's a hot take. Okay, okay. It's, I'm not saying it's one of the best ones. I'm saying it's one of my favorite ones. I, I, I love that movie. I go back and I watch it, and I just I thoroughly enjoy it every time. And it's silly. There are silly things in it. And again, there's poor writing. And I now, episode two... That did not age well. <laughs> Episode two is awful. Um, except the Obi-Wan bits, I guess. I want to basically watch it for Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. You mine it for, for memes at this point. That's, yeah, that's what yeah, most people do. The memes. You can mine so many yeah. memes from Star Wars. I, okay, I will say, yeah. I, out of each trilogy, I like the originals the best. Because well, of course. I just, I think what it was was just like the atmosphere. I like that the Empire Strikes Back. I like that they were on a Hoth, just Ice Planet. I don't know, like, it just stood out to me. Like, the prequels were cool. I grew up with the prequels, but it's like, other than Revenge of the Sith, I don't really care for the other two, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah. I can't watch Revenge of the Sith. It's, I'm a very emotional person. Um, and that, no, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. It's very painful for me because, like I said, 
I grew up reading about the Jedi Temple and reading about the apprentices that grew up in the Jedi Temple. And it was one of my dreams to be a Jedi and go to the Jedi Temple. That was me. Like, you know how people want to go to Hogwarts and get their wand and get sorted? No, I want to go to the Jedi Temple. That was that was me. And so watching that all crumble to the ground and see my heroes be completely blindsided and utterly decimated by Sidious that that I don't watch it. Yeah, I don't watch it. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah. Everything you it love. It gets me. It gets me good. Dies. Everything I love. Yeah. Just going up in flames. Like, no, thank you. I don't need to experience that again. Yeah. <sighs> Do you feel that? This this force? This, this this pressure? Oh my god. Look at the time. Do you guys want to have a rap battle? Oh, oh no. A rap battle? Yeah. I will not participate. Awesome. Okay. I do not. I must I pass. I'm not. I don't Good. rap. I don't even know. Like, I don't listen to rap. I don't. Anything that I tried to put out, I'm not one of these. No. Okay. Your assessment of me was spot on. I will. I'm not the, the singer or rapper. I am a singer, but I like. Oh, so here. Um, one of the things that I've always thought was so impressive, there's this old show called Whose Line Is It Anyway? Um, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're, those guys can just like whip up improv singing and just go. And I'm like, how do you do that? It's just insane to me. So a rap battle. I don't know. Are you giving me a script? Do you have, do I have words? <laughs> No, you already said no, so I'm not going to push you. Because the last yeah. time oh, I did thank this, you. <laughs> the last time I did this, and the person said no, and they, they said, go ahead, I'm, they left the show after I went because I, I really just, I guess I just was so mean. Cause, like, listen, oh, no. Listen, it, okay. I don't hold back, okay? If you're in, you're in. If you're not, then I can't accept halvesies. It's just not fun, okay? Or just not, I will you know. accept defeat. And defer to your rapping expertise. Do you listen to a lot of rap? I don't, yes. Depending the lyrics. Because there's a lot of bad rap. There's also a lot of good yeah, lyricism. Sure. So, it's, mm -hmm. you know, that's how, that's how you get, like, good. You just practice every but, day, freestyling, writing, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're, you'll, you're become really good at it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like the, the Star Wars products that are being put out you, you gotta wade through the shit rap and get to the good stuff <laughs> yeah yeah exactly there's a lot of shit there's a lot of shit but there's a lot of good stuff too if you know where gotta, to look. yeah 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 i've got yeah. some i've got a couple of friends uh that they're just they're super into hip-hop and rap and i just like it's every now and then they'll send me a track and be like okay i like that one but for the most part it's just like i'm doesn't tend to be my thing I like, but I'm also, I guess that's probably not surprising um, for someone who did a lot of opera. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to try to explain why. So I know you don't listen to hip hop or rap because just based if, uh, on appearance alone or just personality, anyone who sure. really listens to that, like rap or hip hop are either like. I'm going to be stereotypical, but like they're either they're not as bubbly or energetic. They're just they're like 
trying to be cool or they're like genuinely just like rapping you know like you know the type of person who who watches star wars and then you know the type of person who watches uh breaking bad or or something anyone can watch or (laughs) i don't know i've watched or anyone what yeah what if you watch both of those i get it yes but okay when you look at me what do you think i watch did you think i watched star wars oh i mean for me, I'm surprised when people haven't seen Star Wars. The varying degrees of fandom or nerdiness about Star Wars, that that's up in the air. But when people haven't seen Star Wars, I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I basically just assume everybody's seen Star Wars until they tell me they haven't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I used to think about people in the internet or people with, <laughs> who play video games. Because I, I legit thought when I was like seven to middle school or high school, I would like, I thought everyone either had an Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, and they just played games. I thought everyone was into that. But then now I'm understanding that some people do opera, you know? And some people watch <laughs> Star Wars. I play video games too! <laughs> you know, you know it's, we're, we're, we're special people, okay? We're... we're different that's what i'm gonna say uh yeah we we definitely we definitely are (laughs) yeah i grew up playing video games um i love i love video games the only thing that recently has gotten me to put down video games voluntarily really is this book which is just bizarre to me it's the strangest thing to kind of observe it's like do i want to play video games not really i just would rather go write because you're like you're genuinely like focusing 100% on something that you're creating whereas like with yeah. video games it's like you know you're just uh I don't know it's kind of like break time you know you're just playing the game right yeah and I do have a couple of games that I'll still play on break time but they're more zen games because I used to do the really intense like first person shooters or really intense adventure games and like if they release another Tomb Raider I'll go play that because I love the Tomb Raider games um but um it's it's i'm a lot more selective now the last game that i played a lot of was destiny 2 and then it just took a turn that i'm just like i'm not into this model and i don't want to play this anymore the storytelling is is it's so good but they'll like drip feed it to you like Hmm. one story mission a week over like three months and i'm like no and then they want you to go grind and i'm like no what this is a waste of time Go write my book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I I used to play games a lot. Now I don't because. Have you guys ever heard of this game called Chivalry? No. Okay. Yes. It's a medieval game where you like you're 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 just you're killing each other with swords and shit, right? So <laughs> I le- the name of Chivalry. <laughs> I legit. Oh my! I'm not proud to say this, but I spent most of my youth. My my, um, playing that game, I for like eight years, I played it so much, and then now I realize at twenty one years old, I'm never getting that time back because that is a dead game, and that just that my heart is boiling. I okay. so I have I might be able to help you with this. I before I started thinking, really sinking my teeth into being an author. I was working as a life coach for a while and my whole platform was on empowering gamers 
and people who spent a lot of time playing video games. And there are, if you want to check out the books, there's a lot of data and research out there that actually set, like, indicates that gamers, people that play a lot of video games, are building critical skills that are um, completely transferable to success in real life. So don't, don't beat yourself up for playing a ton of that game. You learned a ton and a lot of meta skills that you can just be like, okay, how would I do this at a video game? And then just go do it that way in real life. And sometimes that's easier said than done because we put all of this pressure to do things right in real life. But at the same time, it's just like, we'll just like, go give it a shot. Be willing to make a mistake like you do in video games. It's just like, I will say so that there's a lot that you learned from that game, even like spending true. eight years playing it. You, you just, you learned, you just learned a lot of things. And I could go into like the details. Of, there's a couple of books that did it better than I did. So that I could just, you know, tell you if you want to check them no, out. There is one thing that I did learn. Okay. I don't know if you guys, if you ever played call of duty, but it playing call of duty, like modern warfare two in that game, I've heard the most obscene shit. Like, racist remarks and it's just i think it's grown me into having a thick skin because you know mm. nothing can compare to those days when i was in those lobbies and hearing just people say the most just random like craziest stuff and yeah i think i think we're all better people now you know every yeah. everyone who's played that game is a veteran just in, in real life <laughs> we're okay we're okay now <laughs> Except for the people that are still propagating all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like, oh they're gosh. Just, they're just building the next generation of people who are like, what could you possibly say to me? Do you remember Call of Duty? Do you remember right. those lobbies? Yeah. Do you remember those yeah. lobbies? Yep. Yeah. I had to go to therapy now. <laughs> Did you enjoy the? I I was surprised that like it's like, oh my gosh, an hour. It's already been an hour. This has been fun. <laughs> I've perfected the hour formula. So I, okay. When I first started this podcast, I, I used a phone. I used a stopwatch, right? I had to, <laughs> I had to, um, I had to, I like, I just wanted to see how, if, how long an hour was, right? I'd constantly do it. But now I just, I don't even look at the time. I just enjoy the yeah. conversation. And then nice. I just get the feeling, you know, like the vibe, like, right. I just, I just know when it's an hour, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's something intuitive. I call it Jordan intuition. It's, it's great. It's nice. You know. <laughs> so, but yeah, keep working on the book. Keep doing, let's, let's go on a campaign one day and, um, shout out your stuff guys. Wait, what was that last one? Shout out the your shout stuff. Out. Shout out your stuff. Yeah. Like mean? your, uh, a world of world of Erda.com. It's, Oh, okay. Uh, well, I wasn't... Oh, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. And Go then, ahead. of course, patreon.com slash world of Erda. Uh, there's a Facebook page. We are working on getting access to Kristen because she's more of the social media type. And a lot of social media. Facebook mm. is not being cooperative with giving administration ability to her. Not so, true. yeah, we, uh, pretty much every platform that we can find, we register world of Erda. 
to varying degrees of activity though. Yeah, right now we have content on YouTube. Um, you can go back and watch the first campaign if you want to. Um, there is a lot of changes that will be made <laughs> from that first campaign, but you can go back and watch it. Just kind of watch the world um, as a seed and, and, and watch it grow. Um, and then we've got content on our Patreon. And then again, we're releasing the chapters on our website. And it's all, it's all world of Urda. And Urda is U-R-D-A. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You heard, yeah. you heard the folks. Go play D&D. And Jake, Jacob, don't you dare give up. You're getting, you're getting, <laughs> if, you, if you keep this up, you're going to go wherever. And you're going to go far, far out of this galaxy. And... <laughs> It's going to be spectacular. And with that being said, thank you everyone for listening. This has been Jordan Mode. You can only go up from here. Goodbye.